today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Adam Oldfield and Tech Talk, of course, brought to you by Vacuum Man. Uh, Adam, of course, is the president and CEO of uh, FPM and FPM3 Marketing, but he is joining us by phone today uh, because of the social distancing policy that we've developed. Uh, welcome to the, back to the program. Uh, this has got to be the first time I think you and I have ever done this. You've always done, done the face-to-face with us. Well, I, I, and I miss you, Bill. I feel like I'm missing looking at your face and having this conversation with your, with your reactions when I tell you things that are going on. So I may be a little hesitant or a little surprised at some of the responses, but you're right. This is the first time we're remoting in. Now, as a tech guy, this is what I do with my business. So I'm kind of more or less living the way we have to operate. But, you know, it is, it, this is a way in, in how we're going to have to start to live and operate these days. Well, it's going to be the new normal. And uh, this, is, this is the thing that I think a lot of people have to get their head wrapped around. Even here, I, I mean, you know, one of the reasons you're not here, of course, is we have a skeleton staff here at the radio station right now. Uh, just a, a handful of people that are working here. Others are working from home. Many of them are, as a matter of fact, including some of the on-air people. Uh, and it's simply because we want to try to our, do our part to try to curtail the virus. But you, as well as running a, a couple of companies, FPM and FPM3 Marketing, of course, also are, are with Vacuum Man. Uh, uh, now, we're, we're talking about social distancing, and, and that's the policy they'd like us all to adhere to. How has this impacted your businesses? Well, yeah, that's a great question. And I think I don't, I'm very much in line with working with many small businesses in the Hamilton area. I think everyone's confused right now. And from a, you know, we, we talk about what we could do as a business, migrating to an online operating and talking about how we can remotely connect. And uh, I think this is a big deal. And on my end of things, uh, like I said, uh, from my agency side, everyone's working from home. Uh, they've been doing it for months. And we've always remoted in using Google Meet and otherwise. From the duct cleaning side, from vacuum and furnace and duct cleaning, we've been actually migrating to that new technology or that new uh, new way of doing things remote, but we still have to show up. And, you know, whether you're in the plumbing business, whether you're a service, uh, whether you're in the internet servicing um, or duct cleaning service like Vacuuman, the thing is, is that we're all putting new policies in place that is going to help make that experience and that trust with customers feel a little better about that. So, you know, we're all implementing the, you know, we wear face masks, we have gloves, we're making sure remotely we're communicating. There's a six-foot distance policy when, you know, services are in touch with customers. So this is something that we're doing right now on our end of things, and I think it's making customers feel safe on, on, on one level. And on the other level, we're making it much more convenient where people are now not phoning. They're actually going online and implementing those online tools that are available to them. Uh, it's it's interesting because this uh, I guess couldn't come. I mean, it's a worse time for it's a bit for everybody involved. But this is heading into your busy season. I mean, as the weather gets a little bit milder and nice, and people are saying, "Okay, I'm going to have the air conditioning on again pretty soon." Uh, we've had the furnace on all winter. It's time to get the ducts clean. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys are getting a lot of calls and a lot of offers. But uh, it it puts a little pressure on your crew, doesn't it? It does. It does. Right now, I think a lot of the, the things that are going on is the questions. And I think one of the biggest questions we're getting is, is duck cleaning going to kill the coronavirus? And the answer is no, it's not. I want to make sure that I get that out there. But what it does do is that all of those, uh, you know, as we're all sitting at home and doing everything and you want to be able to have a clean home environment, this is an opportunity that you do want to get it done because you're probably going to realize a lot that you're sitting at home with your family. If you're in, if you're in self-isolation, which you really should be, you're probably going to want to have 
have uh, a cleaner home in that environment. So at this point, you want to make sure that you get that, that taken care of. So when you are operating, uh, whether you're at home or whether you're waiting to find out what the latest is happening in regards to your next steps uh, and so forth, this is maybe a good time to consider having that done. Let's talk about working at home. And, and as you mentioned, uh, with your uh, your groups, FPM and FPM3, uh, of course, you your staff are all over the place. And I guess that's your business. I mean, that's what you are. This is right into your wheelhouse. But it is, it's going to be difficult for other companies to have, all of a sudden have to pivot. Uh, you know, maybe they don't do that very often. And now all of a sudden they're going to have to get into it. And, and, you know, do they have the hardware to do this? Do they have all the, the proper materials to, to be able to accomplish this and still maintain a, a business presence? No, and this is the part which I think is a challenge for a lot of home businesses and operations right now is that migration. This is something I think you and I have talked about is look at all these great features, look at all this tech, but we weren't really implementing them because it was sort of acceptable that we did things the old way. And now that we're in this process where people like employees are working from home, the first issue is policies. A lot of work at home policies haven't been put in place. Um, what I mean by that is, do they have the proper security? And you and I have talked many times about, is my router safe? Hackers are getting into our corporate systems. Well, this is the time when your router, if you're at home working, you may want to look at two factors. One, how fast is your internet? Because if we're being forced to have video conferencing, you may not have the proper bandwidth. Two, you probably got your family there, which means if your children are on Netflix and YouTube and you're trying to have a video conference, you're, you're, you're probably more than likely going, why do I look so blurry? Why do I look like a, a, a bad case of, of, uh, of some video game at two pixels? That's because there's too many people online, your phones, your, your, your streaming. This is one of the downfalls, Bill, you and I had talked about with regards to being uh, remote and so forth. So if you're in this position, you want to be able to make sure that you have the proper speed. You may want to upgrade your tech, uh, your internet bandwidth. This is going to be critical to be able to work from home. And this is a hacker haven. Change your passwords. Now's the time. Do not use the factory defaults. Now you need to change them 100%. Happened to me. Uh, not the password thing, but uh, but the bandwidth situation. Uh, as I say, some of us are setting up in different places right now to, to broadcast from from home. And uh, we were having dropouts, and so yeah. one of the reasons why I'm in here, as opposed to doing that from my house today. Uh, and we we got the cable guy over there to look at it, and he says, "Look at it, it's way way down. It's supposed to be up at around eighty or ninety percent, and it was down about nine or something." Uh, and it's just wow. it's, he says it's usage. There's just so much going on here. And That's you're right. right. I mean, you know, stop and think about what you've got in your household right now. How many, uh, you know, how many TVs, uh, you know, how many computers, uh, your laptop, and you know, you can say your phone. Uh, you know, it's, it's sucking power. That's, that's really what's happening here. Well, and the bandwidth is critical when we're talking about needing to get into that video conferencing side. And this is what the good, the good news is we're forcing the world to catch up to technology that exists, Bill. And, you know, we talk about where technology is and how amazing it is. I mean, we were talking at one point how a phone can zoom up to 700 uh, or a 100 times with the new S20 with Samsung. Now we're talking about the fact that you are at home, you have multiple devices, and it's never been really a system that you've been needed to, to, to address. But now now that this is the case, you are going to notice your internet is going to be slow. And if you have more than two people online streaming, so if one child's watching one Netflix binging and the other one's on YouTube watching the latest on America's Got Talent and the other one's listening to CHML online uh, using the internet, it's going to take a big, big uh, hit 
on the quality of the internet. It's going to slow down. The quality is going to be challenging. And that's going to be a real, real difficulty right now for people trying to work at home. Even people being at home, Bill, the frustrations are going to start to pile up. Well, it's something that a lot of people wouldn't even think to check, but, you know, it's something like bandwidth. But, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot more pressure on the system right now. So that's maybe a, a conversation you should have. Uh, life goes on in the tech world, uh, even uh, uh, over and above what's going on with uh, COVID-19. I know it's going to be interact with just about everything else, but there is some other news that uh, we should touch on, uh, including uh, some stuff from Apple in the last little while. I think Apple Apple came out with their great announcements of their products, and it's kind of buried under all of the other stuff that's happening. So let me give you the big one that I felt was very important, because there was a lot of announcements. There was faster laptops, and we saw that they came out with a, some pretty cool uh, hardware with their new uh, Mac uh, desktops, if you're looking for a computer. The, the takeaway points on the Mac computers is they're reasonably priced, not as high as they used to be, but the one that's really a game changer is the iPad Pro. This one is really unique, and I'll tell you why they've actually now came back to what uh, Microsoft was doing. They used to uh, kind of make fun of Microsoft and say, ha ha, look at you with your tablet trying to make it a laptop. It will never happen. Well, iPad Pro announced this past week that they finally came out with a system that's powerful enough to be a laptop and a tablet. And the massive thing, and this is something very important, Bill, is it's got now, it's called LIDAR, L-I-D-A-R. And when it, what it's referring to is it's using a different way to enhance visual. So it used light detection and ranging. So it, it identifies inside, outside, light sequences. So why that's important is it's going to take augmented reality to a whole new level. It's going to advance Apple in a degree that we're talking right now about working from home and you're probably looking at a monitor or you're looking at your laptop screen and you kind of see this face or, you know, a bunch of faces from people, this new upgrade that's coming out is going to allow, and I'm going to, I'm going to really kind of exaggerate this, but to give people a perspective, it's going to allow holograms. So think about that Star Wars, help me Obi-Wan, Princess Leah, where you saw the little hologram come up. That's what this science and technology of the new iPad is capable of doing. So talking about we're going to work from home and otherwise, if this is going to advance that experience of interacting with loved ones and other uh, co-workers how you'll be able to see them you and i bill will be able to look at each other through a hologram ipad possibly by next year we talked about computers and the uh, the the metamorphosis that and the evolution that has occurred, and and we all know, of course, the first computer. You know, it's just, it's, you know, it's the size of a gymnasium, really. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. we've got those little things in our hands right now that we're all using. Uh, but we never thought we'd get to this point where computers would start acting more human uh, with emotions and 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 things like this. And they have, as and you've you've brought some of those innovations and talked to them over. Now we're talking about a computer that can actually smell. Well, you know what? Why not? I mean, we, we take a look at the human senses, and there, there, there's like, you know, touch, visual, listening. Well, you know what? Intel had just made the announcement that they've got an algorithm, and, and it's using biological signals. Get this, Bill. This is actually n nerd to a degree. It's a mathematical equation they determined that the human body is able to take senses, the senses of burnt, smelling burns, smell of flowers, scents. It's actually a mathematical equation. Uh, neuromorphic is what I understand they refer to it as. And what they've done is they've taken this ability and coded it into an Intel chip that can actually determine smell. 
why would that be important? As an example, say we had a robot and it was in a room and something was burning. And, you know, we may not see the smoke, but you may smell it. Um, this is something that this Intel chip will be able to do. To take it to a whole new level, they're claiming that this new Intel chip will be able to use other senses of smell in the case of being able to detect carbon monoxide. So enhancing levels that humans, technically, we can't smell carbon monoxide, but the new Intel chip is at that level of the algorithm will allow for these senses to be able to incorporate for the future of what we can see robotics be. Got a couple of minutes left here. I wanted to get an update from you today about the facial recognition. We've had a lot of discussion about that on the program, of course. Uh, you know, the story came to light that uh, a couple of guys in Hamilton Police Service, I guess, were at a conference, and, and they saw this, of course, and, and started, I guess, using the prototype. And Toronto Police, similarly, I guess it's been there. Uh, the RCMP... Uh, was asked about this, and they say, "Yeah, we haven't. You, yeah, we, we we have facial recognition. We haven't used it for like oh, not for the last five or ten minutes. But I mean, we don't do it very often. Uh, <laughs> but it's causing a great deal of consternation because we're getting into personal security issues here." Well, and this is the part which is very, very vague when it comes to the laws. And the, they are using facial recognition. They're using a technology that's available. And, and, and there's a system out there called Clearview Artificial Intelligence. And in that service or in that software right now, um, what it does is it allows the authorities, the police authorities, to be able to use this database. And what's scary, and I think we brought this up before, uh, Bill, is that Facebook and Google and these images we upload and all those terms and conditions, you've released the rights of your, of your photo whether you're doing a selfie, you and the dog in the park, you have just released those photos to a billion, if not trillion, database that's online. Well, the RCMP and the FBI, all of the national authorities and police are able to access it. And when they were challenged with, hey, are you not violating privacy rights of humans and uh, citizens in this country? The RCMP claims, well, technically, we don't use it every day to look at everybody. I mean, we're not China. But <laughs> when we do have a concern, we do use it because of certain circumstances such as a claim that someone might be uh, illegally in, in the drug environment, they might be involved in a murder case. We do utilize that. The, the interesting point is that these trillion photos takes one hundredth of a second to be able to scan within within a heartbeat. So how do they do that? The RCMP may get a photo, use it through, say, you're walking through uh, an airport security or you may be walking in a, an environment like a public event and so forth. That photo is being taken. You may not give it full permission or you may have agreed to it when you sign on for a ticket. Um, and that information then gets cross-referenced with this trillion photo database that was developed by a gentleman that was out of Australia, and he created this system that is letting everybody in the world, our authorities, be able to see who we are, where we are, what we look like, where we've been, and this is a big issue. I really don't think we put enough emphasis on our privacy rights, and the RCMP have an ability to use this information without us uh, having be or being aware of the fact that they're using it. Yeah, That's the I, issue. And I know that we're just about out of time here, but I know the American Civil Liberties Association is actually suing the U.S. government because the government's, of course, using this, this same technique, of course, at, uh, at the Mexican border, uh, much to the chagrin of an awful lot of citizens. So th this is going to have to get hashed out in the courts for sure. Absolutely. I think we're, we haven't heard the rest, the, the last of this. I know all the courtrooms are right now on a hiatus until they figure out what's going on, but you're right. A file, a file claimed has been issued. This is probably a good starting point in the U.S., and I wouldn't be surprised if we see something of a similar uh, circumstance happen in Canada very, very shortly after this. Tech Talk, we do this every Friday, usually at 11.30, a special time, obviously, because of the Prime Minister's thing. Uh, Adam Oldfield, of course, brought to you by Vacuuman. Uh, we'll talk to you next Friday. Stay safe and stay healthy. Perfect. Thank you, Bill. Take, Take care. care. Adam Oldfield uh, with Tech Talk.
The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.